0: Savita, name changed, came to me in the middle of the night with her baby almost about to die inside her womb. I had seen her a week back and explained to her that she had lost two children earlier and that this child may end up in problems if she waited any longer as she lost both her children while delivering, they were both breech, upside down, and she had tried to deliver the first one at home and the second one delivered by the time she reached the hospital but died in that process. The third one was the same, and I had explicitly told her that she should be in the hospital as soon as she starts having pain and that she should not delay the delivery time and let the child be delivered in a planned manner with help for her and the baby around. And here she was at this unearthly hour, all I wanted to do was shout at her because I just could not control my anger. Honestly, I did too, but the emergency to deliver that just made me swallow all my anger and pride in some form, I may say, and diverted it to the, the fact that now, I have to do my best to save this child in time. When she reached the hospital, her child had a heart rate which was half of what it was supposed to be and there was meconium, baby's motion which was already out which would make the chance of a complication even higher for this child. I have often been successful at keeping my temper at bay, even when the entire world seemed crashing in front of me, yet sometimes the minutest of issues can trigger a wave in me which is just awful. When a patient has been negligent, it's easy to pile on the blame, and why not? In today's world, the documentation is what matters in the court of law, with its increasing judicial inquiries, which makes us doctors keep oneself at bay from taking emotional calls in decision making, just to cover the multiple things which, for a lay person, may look as wrong treatment. When a lady loses all her old records, which I may have made so meticulously or does not follow the orders or advice that I may have given to control her sugars or post operatively, I tend to give a piece of my mind to them and believe me, I can explain so many reasons as to why I do the same. But there is also one fact and that is, it puts me at an advantage, for I can just prove that the patient has done wrong or not followed instructions. Being compassionate is always a challenge and being the same when you have actually suggested what is right, at least according to your knowledge, is even more difficult and stressful. But, knowing the other person's circumstances really helps. This lady came when she could not because she did not have any living child this time also, but because she was not able to afford. She and her husband were trying to collect the money they could till they can and so they kept postponing the visit till it became inevitable. Increasing compassion in medicine certainly is a worthwhile pursuit. Compassion should be a skill we teach in medical school just like we teach how to do a physical exam. Compassion isn't a single, sympathetic utterance, but is rather made up of presence and engagement. When things get challenging, it helps me re-center and focus on why I went into medicine in the first place. I use compassion sometimes, I admit I am a human, and try to think of what patients are experiencing. The importance of compassion may unsettle doctors who think their duty is to be technically proficient and up-to-date, those who think that it's a natural quality you either have or don't have, as well as certain ethicists who think that doctors need to maintain a professional distance from their patients. Yet, Whatever the reason, there is still a place for forgiveness and this is easy if I try and understand why this patient did the same. If I understand the situation the patient was in when she chose to listen to or do what went wrong. Maybe if I was in their shoes, I would have done the same. My women and child in this particular case went home all well and happy and she and her husband was ever more thankful and grateful to me for the timely help done and I think I could go back to sleep with a grin from one end to another. This may not be the case every time, similar situations and I have tried to control my tears in spite of doing or trying my best, and yet not been able to save the child or even sometimes the mother. What do I do then? Yes, the blame of, I told you so, does help me squeeze out of the situation physically but not mentally. Compassion in action goes both ways, providing health to the giver and the receiver. Moral values such as kindness can indeed be difficult to cultivate. However, as physicians we should have no less capacity than others to shape our own character, for example through training and practice in moral development and in felt attitudes such as sensitivity. We may then feel more secure about implementing person-centered values like kindness and about how patients may interpret their actions. Compassionate care is always associated with improved outcomes and greater patient adherence. It is easier to be kind when we remember how kind and compassionate my God has been in every portion of my life's decisions. How much He has forgiven me. Should I also not do the same? Physicians can become enabled, to ground their care habitually in kindness as an experience of sincere benevolence, without letting their heart rule their head. You can't just tell people to be kinder. Deep down, we all think we are kind. Others may judge that assessment as truth or fiction, and in retrospect, we might feel guilty about the things we say or do. But in the moment, we all feel we are doing a great job in the kindness department. The moment we feel things for others, we do what we can when we can do it and that's a relationship that heals both the giver and provider.